The podcast that you're about to listen to may cause some listeners to abstain from eating meat on Fridays. Well, hey, hey there, happy innovators. How are you all doing today? I hope that you're doing well. And, uh, you know, I hope that you're in the mood for another album description because today we're going to be listening to the Pipe Choir album, The Last Major Sin. So why don't you grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, pop a squat, and hang out with me for a little while, all right? All right, so let's see here. The Last Major Sin by Pipe Choir, an album that I had a lot of fun recording and an album that was made at a time when I really had kind of started to come into my own with the whole producing music thing. You know, I had established Pipe Choir, established PC3 and PC1. I had started the podcast and everything was rolling and I had a really good grasp of how I wanted my albums to sound and, you know, what I wanted them to be like. And, uh, you know, this album was just right at that perfect time when uh, everything was kind of just clicking into place. So I was really, really excited about recording these songs, but I was also really happy with what I was getting as I was recording these songs. And uh, if I remember correctly, what I started out doing was um, I had a list of song ideas, you know, songs that I wanted to work out. And I had some older ideas that, you know, probably could do with a facelift, you know, pull them out of the past and bring them into the present and give them the works, you know, everything I know how to do now. Right. So, um, Once I had gotten all these song ideas kind of like pretty much done, not completed, but they were pretty much done. You know, I would work on one, I'd get it almost finished and then I would stop and I would start another one and get it almost finished and then I would stop and I kept doing that. Right. So and it was a good way to do it because what wound up happening was. Um, I would go back maybe, you know, a couple months later or whatever to a song idea and I hadn't really heard it in a while. So I would be able to kind of really hear it better and make whatever adjustments I wanted to make, finish the song, done. And I did that for pretty much all the songs on this record. Um, I had uh, also decided before I even began all that, um, after doing the Pipe Choir Escons experiment back in 2017, and I believe I started recording these songs in like 2019, so two years after the last Pipe Choir album, you know, I was pretty, oh, I don't know, I was kind of disappointed with the music on Escons. I think the songs were good, the ideas were good, but I had some questionable thoughts about how they were produced and how they could have been better. And I've talked about all of that before in the podcast of the Escon's description. You know, I did a album description and I talked about that. So if you're interested in that, go back and check that out. But going into the last major sin uh, recordings, you know, the song ideas, I wanted this album to be a little more artistic and I wanted to kind of stretch out 
a little bit, you know, when putting the album together and the song ideas together. So it was kind of like uh, one of the more artistic album productions that I've done. I really do feel a lot of the songs on here are probably some of the strongest song ideas that I have. But, you know, this album was put together at a time when I had stopped making hard copy CDs, but I did make some cover art, you know, for Spotify and all that stuff. And uh, truthfully, when I say The Last Major Sin, it's like, to me, you know, it has like a double meaning. So if I were to sit here and explain to you the meaning of all that and the name of the album and all that, we'd be here for hours. So I'm not going to do that, but I'll probably, you know, make it at least a little bit clear to you as we go along with the album description and I'm talking to you through the songs. So without any further ado, the album description for Pipe Choir's The Last Major Sin. Let's get into this thing. Okay, here we go. The album opener, Unum slash Deum, Latin. You know, in the beginning, it starts with this weird sound, and then at the end, it ends with that sound. And the idea was that it was like a vision or like a dream, you know, uh, bookended by these two sounds. You'll hear it at the end again. Listen to that. That sounds so cool. What we're actually hearing right now are the keyboard tracks for the song Sedusa, which comes later in the album, isolated. I started to build this idea around those keyboards that you hear right now with the ocean waves and kind of like, you know, I had this vision in my mind of like what I was going for here. One. And uh, a long time ago, when my wife and I lived in Washington, D.C., we had attended a midnight mass on Christmas Eve at the National Basilica. And we arrived late to the ceremony. And, oh, we were so frustrated, like, because the place was absolutely packed. Okay? Standing room only. And this building is enormous. But we got to the building, the church, and when we walked in, there was an usher standing there. And I don't know why this happened. I don't know how this happened or what. But he looked at us. He motioned to me and my wife. And he escorted her and I to the very front of the basilica, the front row. And we could not believe that that happened. But anyway, while we're at this ceremony, there's this section of the ceremony where they have this cantor reciting the story of Christ being born. And the biblical phrases and all the things that uh, mark the time that Christ was born. And it was so cool to be there. And to hear that, I had never seen or heard anything like it before. And they turned the lights down and uh, 
you know, there's Christmas lights, Christmas trees everywhere, and the basilica, and everybody's holding candles, and this guy starts doing this canter, right? Amazing. And uh, what you're going to hear is a recording of that here. One way. The song is called Unum Deum. I wanted to have it uh, one song, but it's divided into two parts. One life, you know, unum, one, one life, one woman, one man. One life. And then one God. One God. But now, this is the section that starts the second half of this idea. That's how I saw it. And uh, you'll hear that canter, a sound recording, that night. so happy with this yes this is the way to start this album you know like for sure into this. Chills down my spine. And if you think about it, really, too, the idea of singing about Jesus and the birth of Jesus uh, in this time when people are questioning whether he even ever existed at all and stuff like that, it's like, to me, I saw it as a revolutionary act to feature something that on the nose about Jesus Christ.
I was so proud of this. Coming up, you'll hear that sound that ends the idea, like the dream ends, you know, the vision ends. Here we go. It's going to end. Ready? Swing. Ah, cool. Unum Dam by Pipe Choir. Okay. Love that idea. Here comes the sun. This idea came long before the album was made, maybe about a year and a half before the album. It was like one of the first ideas I worked on. And uh, I don't remember too much about it, really. I know that I was kicking the idea around, like the music, for a long time. And I just sat down and did it, you know, in a couple days. And... Uh, if I remember correctly, the vocals that you hear me singing were not meant to be permanent. They were just scat vocals, but I wound up keeping them because I liked it. And I like the idea of making my own version of Here Comes the Sun. And of course, it's not spelled S-U-N. It's spelled S-O-N. There you got Unum Deum, Here Comes the Sun, and then... Uh, an ode to the spirit. Think about it. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The last major sin starts with the sign of the cross. Get it? I released this song before I released the album. So this was a song that was kind of like a floater for a little while. I just liked it. I liked the way it came out. And I put it out and people liked it. revelation is like I'm sorry that's the revelation I'm singing about you know I think a lot of people probably feel that way about things they've said and done 
and uh, they may not say it out loud, but they feel that way. I'm one of those. You know, like if I hurt people, you know, I'm sorry I did. I am. That's kind of what I'm singing about, really. Only on the soul of yesterday, the soul of yesterday, that idea, the soul of yesterday, is like what I used to be like. And then you change, you grow, and you mature, and you you see what kind of impact what you said and did had on people. You reflect, right? That's what I'm singing about. I'm singing about reflection, thinking about my life, thinking about things I said and did that were not nice, and uh, that idea of being forgiven and mercy and these things. Like it's a nice feeling that most people don't really understand about faith. You know, that you're, the idea of being forgiven, it's great. It's a great feeling. Set the bricks down, you know? And that's what I'm singing about. Beautiful. And of course, the little uh, nod to when the wind comes here, the sun, the sun, the sky at night. Yeah. For the people who know PC3 and they know when the wind comes they would recognize that singing you know I liked it I still do I love that idea Here Comes the Sun by Pipe Choir S-O-N not S-U-N get it? here we go swing okay another dream okay you heard the sound another dream begins and of course in this dream you hear it's like a stadium crowd like an arena concert and you hear here comes the sun being played over the PA system waiting for the show to start right hear it you know how when you're at a concert and the lights are up and you're waiting and people are filing in you know and then the show starts and the place goes crazy right oh yeah my wife's voice. Uh, what I was shooting for here was this idea or this dream or this fantasy idea of pipe choir playing in like a stadium or in like an arena. Like, what would that sound like? I can't do that. I'm never going to do it in real life. But what do I imagine it would sound like if someone was to record it? And this is what we're listening to. I tried to mimic that again you know trying to be a little more artistic a little more creative with the album as opposed to what I was doing with Escon's this was like a a departure from that I, I think it sounds pretty good it sounds like it's live right that's the idea that's the illusion I'm trying to create with this recording What's cool, too, is that 
you'll hear the marching drums come in. You know, the rat tat 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 tat. You know, you'll hear that. That was recorded. Those drums were recorded like 15 years ago. And then you also hear other drumming, okay? And those drums were done at the time I was putting this song together, the way you hear it. So I thought that was kind of neat. Just close your eyes and feel the power. Hear that? Those drums you're hearing? There's old drums and new drums all happening at the same time. This is a very old idea. This is one of the first ideas I recorded when I started to record at home on my D1600, my Korg D1600. Ah, brings back so many memories. But it doesn't it sound like it's really in a stadium? I think I did pretty good. I think I did. Playing with that idea of like a dream or like a fantasy or a vision, like what I could see. Oh, wouldn't it be so amazing to have that experience? I'll never have it. I'll never play a stadium, but I can close my eyes and, and imagine, you know? I can close my eyes and feel the power, <laughs> right? Do you follow what I'm saying? I hope you do. Can't you just picture it in your mind? You know, what it says to me really is that my songs would work like in a stadium, you know, like it would probably be pretty intense. Again, you know, it'll never happen, but huh? I could have been a contender, <laughs> you know, it's what it's like. I, I don't know. It's my album. You know, I can do what I want, right? I mean, this is what I wanted to do. Of course, the, the first three songs, again, you know, remember, it's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, like the, the precursor to the prayer, you know, the, before you pray, you know, we make the sign of the cross and then you pray. And like, that's what the album starts with, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Unum Deum, here comes the Son, Ode to the Spirit. That was the idea. A lot of the time, it's like professional suicide, you know, to talk about the spiritual whatever behind your art, you know? So, uh, I guess I don't really care. <laughs> I guess not. So I'm talking about it and you're hearing it. So I consider it like an act of rebellion. Like it, This is really kind of uh, challenging. You know, I'm saying I believe. I'm saying I believe. And this time, right here, right now, I'm saying I believe. You know, it's a revolutionary act. You know? 
like technically it's punk it's punk rock to do that but people don't see it that way but I do doing the unpopular thing you know the unacceptable thing what people don't like you know interesting isn't it that by being conservative or something uh, I would be a rebel right do you follow what I'm saying isn't that strange that's happened in my lifetime that's changed it's become that now a revolutionary act to talk about Christ Jesus oh and people just yawn roll their eyes you know I know I know I'm aware that's why I'm not playing stadiums (laughs) That's, that's why you know I made a choice, and this is the life I chose. This is what I chose. This is the art that I chose. Wow, what a thing to say, huh? This is the art that I chose to make. I chose a long time ago. Then the dream ends. Again, see? Like the Unum Deum starts and ends the same way. The vision goes away. Schwing. Ah, there we go. Now, now, the album begins. Oh, yeah. Static check, you know? This is such a effed up <laughs> idea, you know, I can't believe I put this on the album, but I was trying to go for it, you know, art rock. I wanted to be weird and interesting and what is this, right? You know, it may not sound like it, but making an idea like this is pretty complicated. There's a lot of stuff going on that you don't realize uh, sonically, you know. Isn't that great? Like static? Like we're getting a signal, a broken up signal, you know, from beyond or something. Almost like that movie, uh, The Prince of Darkness, when they had that vision of the future. There's the Antichrist figure coming out of the church. And there's like this voice that sounds like this, like telling people, warning people what's coming, right? It's got that kind of weird, like spooky kind of thing. What is this? It's a poem that I wrote, and I just recited it, changed my pitch on my voice a little bit, and made this collage of static and all this, right? That's what we're hearing. Now listen. Bam! Yeah, static check. What a crazy idea. So glad I put it on the album. Here we go. Ah, a broken table. Uh, I've been working on this idea for so many years and different versions and oh, I'm so glad it came out the way it did on this album. I was so happy. Still am. I go back and listen to this song. It's so great to me. I love it. If you listen to the words and what I'm singing about, really, it says everything I'm saying in all my songs. It's like a 
on Axis. It's like one of those where it encapsulates everything in about two minutes and 30 seconds. Like it's very short, very quick, but I'm explaining to you everything I'm talking about in all my songs. You know, two minutes, 30 seconds, done. And people misunderstand it. They don't understand what I'm talking about, and that's okay. It's so heavy. What I'm saying is so outrageous and crazy. No one has ever sung about this stuff before, ever, in any rock and roll ever, you know? And I'm hitting it right on the head. I'm so proud of that. A broken table. Oh man, Sister Wind. I love this song. I go back and listen to this song very frequently. Straight drum beat, you know, just rock and roll. Wow. And what's weird is, you guys all know by now probably that Sister Wind is a song that I released a long time ago, uh, like a more ambient version of the song on a PC3 album, but it was really light and airy and trippy. And I originally had written it like this, you know, but when I originally wrote it, I didn't really know what I was doing with, you know, producing good sounds. So the version I had of this song sucked. I mean, it was like the song was there, but the recording was absolutely terrible. And I listened to it one day when I was getting ready to put the album together And I thought, if I were to do all the stuff I know how to do now to this song, it might sound pretty good. And that's what you're hearing right now. I would say it's probably one of my best. Listen to this. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so crazy, right? It's so heavy. Rock and roll, you know, rocking. Powerful. Oh, I love it. Sometimes it just works out that way, you know? Oh, the original version of this was awful. It was so bad, you know? It sounded like crap. But this... Same exact song, just recorded differently. Oh my gosh. 
leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. Such an old song, too. I can't believe it. I mean, I know it's my own song and it sounds like I'm bragging. Trust me, I'm not. Okay? It's like, I'm astounded that a moron like me could put something like this together. There's a few more on this album, you know, that I feel that way about. Really, really happy with how things came out. Unlike Escott's, you know, I was really kind of disappointed with that album. I was determined to not do that again, you know, to not have regrets, you know. Oh, man, I don't. Not with this album. No way. When your mind is numb and you lose your self-control. And the world is waiting to tear apart your soul. Yes. Listen to that music, too. Straight beat, ACDC style. It's like a sledgehammer. Just banging, you know? Straight slamming, not fancy, no frills, just rock and roll. Like, no games, point blank. I love it. Very proud of this. I listen to this song uh, probably more than I listen to any other song I have. I love it. in this ending too it's all trippy weird oh, I love it like it's breaking down oh yeah Sister Wind by Pipe Choir love it very proud the damage a lie can do Whew. this song sounds better now than it did when I made it but I liked it when I made it. But now it's like, oh my gosh. Uh, I can't believe it. You know? I don't know. I don't remember thinking of all the ideas. Like that, no, 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 no. I don't remember it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Like I, I remember at the time I wrote this song... It was either right before this one or right after this one. I worked on Bomb Bomb Breakthrough, which wound up being on the Wrench and the Rubicon album, but they were both recorded around the same time. And I was really, really happy with what I got. I listen to it now. I just, I can't believe it. All of it, the guitar line, the singing, the drums even, the drum beats, weird. And it's not like, oh, I'm just so great. You know, it's not like that. It's just, I listen to this stuff like, what the hell? You know, like, I'm not kidding. You know what I mean? I really do. I listen to it. Like, what? 
Where did it come from? I'm singing about some pretty heavy stuff here, too. You know? This idea of, like, going through the world trying to figure out what's going on. Soldier in peacetime telling the story. I had this idea of, like, those soldiers that, you know, they were, you know, put in some kind of weird test they weren't even aware of by the military while they were a soldier. And they get sick and they come back and the military just abandons them. They don't help them even to get better. They just experimented on them and did something bad. And the, the people are just left trying to find out what happened. We stumble through this loneliness. I'm singing about the world right now, you know, really. Pre-COVID, but even post-COVID kind of stuff. What the world has become for a lot of people, you know, trying to figure out what the hell is going on, right? Aren't we? Most of us, anyway, looking around like, what are we seeing? What is this? Trying to find the answers, right? That's what I'm talking about. Hold on to your truth. Hold on to your truth. Listen to this crazy music. drums, fat drums, tension, tension, building, 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 then it explodes, Ah, release, I love it, I think it sounds great, I do, I don't say that about all my stuff, believe me, I just... Sometimes I hit the bullseye. Walking with no one, searching for heaven, trying to find the truth. We stumble through this wilderness to make a connection. The damage a lie can do. A soldier in peacetime. Telling the story, trying to find the proof. We stumble through this loneliness, this disconnection. I did all that I could do. Like I'm saying that to you, you know, the listener. I did all that I could do. You know, I I, I sang about it. That's what I do. I did everything I could do. Hold on to your truth because your foundations are going to be shaken. Your beliefs and your faith and your what you believe is true is going to be challenged. So hold on to it. That's what I'm saying. Hold on to your truth. What do they say now? Speak your truth. <laughs> I should be saying, hold on to the truth, but 
I will hold on to my truth. I'll try to, anyway. Hmm. Nice. Nice way to end it. I'm gonna fade out. The damage a lie can do. What a great title, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, where does it come? I don't know where it comes from. I don't know. I wish I knew. I'd go there often. So what do we got next? That should be, um, oh yeah. Lust. Oh my gosh. You know, this song. Okay, once again, I took some of the music from Ode to Spirit, like the guitar and the drums, and I just changed the root note that's being the drone underneath by accident one day, and it, this came out. Like, I heard it. This is the same exact music as Ode to Spirit. Okay, the earlier song on the record, but in a different key. Uh, you know, and this is what it becomes. Like, it becomes something else. And uh, I started to build it, write lyrics to it. It came together really quick. It's, it's outrageous to me to listen to now. So quick. You know, so fast. It came together so quickly. Just by changing the foundation and keeping all the superficial parts to the song, but changing the base of it, to a different note, to a different key, it transforms it into something else. Kind of like confronting this idea of lust. Because I'm a man who's attracted to women. And uh, I like beautiful women. You know, I'm married, yes. Happily married, yes. But I'm a flirt and I like women. Maybe this is kind of me saying it's time to put that away. And uh, really, at the end of the day, when you lust after someone, really, it's an empty experience. It's not love. Lust is not love. And uh, lust is actually harmful. It's cheap and it's superficial and shallow, you know. And ultimately, at the end of it all, you, you know, usually wind up regretting it. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Right? There's, some games not worth There's some games not worth playing. Some names I would never say. You wanted me to burn for you. You wanted me to be attracted to you. It never meant that much to me anyway. It never meant that much to me. 
it never does, you know? There's nothing left to say. Because I know the price I pay. Mm, heavy stuff, man. It's the truth. There's nothing left to say. I ran to you. I should have run the other way. Isn't that awesome? I love it. I think it's great. Well done. Well done. I'm not singing about like going to the party and dancing and having a good time. I'm like really addressing heavy, heavy shit here. So what'd you do to me? What'd you say? You want to ruin me? Make a fool of me? You're just using me. You're just using me. You thought that I would burn for you? You take me for the soul of yesterday. The younger me, you know, the me I used to be. There's nothing left to say. Because I know the price that I pay for my stupid whatever, right? I like this though. I, I, I stacked it out a little bit here. Right here. I ran to you. You ran to me. I ran to you. I should have run the other way. Wow. Pretty heavy. Pretty heavy stuff I'm singing about there. And that was like a a composite of all this experience, you know, just uh, living the life I've lived and knowing the women that I've known having the experiences that I've had. It wasn't one particular woman. It was a composite of a lot of experiences that all kind of ended up the same way, you know? And eventually at some point, you get older, you grow up, you mature, and you set that stuff down and you see it for what it is. That's what that song is addressing. Lust by Pipe Choir. And perhaps that is the last major sin. The Ocean of Regret. Ah, sticking with that art theme I started the album with, you know, like, let's make this as interesting and as artistic as I can. Head in that direction more like, rather than what's good for the radio. You know what I mean? This idea, don't leave me, I want you here. I had a song called Regret that I wrote back in like 2002. I had the lyrics and when I was putting together this music from scratch, and the music came from out of nowhere, uh, those lyrics kind of came in to my head and I started to sing it. So now Regret, that old song, becomes the ocean of regret. <laughs> 
And that's what we're listening to right now. I'm falling. And if you listen to my voice here in the very beginning, I recorded my voice with a Shure SM57. But when the song kicks in, I use a condenser mic. And I was kind of experimenting with that in the recording process. Like I wanted to see if there was an audible difference. And obviously there is. You'll see what I mean when the song kicks in. But there's an explosion coming up here. And that was just like one of those things. Uh, when I came up with that idea and I executed it in the recording, like in the mix, I was like so happy. This idea of like electricity, like boom, like being like attracted, you know, sexually attracted to somebody, lusting after somebody, you know, and like how that works and how. It starts out like as a conversation and then like, whoa, you know, when two people start really getting together, those emotions are pretty intense, like an explosion. And the next thing you know, (laughs) you know, you're all over each other. You know, that's how it happens. It's like very, very quick and big. It goes from being just normal, whatever, to boom. Lust, sex, right? The ocean of regret, you know, like that you get tricked sometimes, right? You get tricked by that. And uh, it doesn't matter how good your intentions are, you know, it's like biology wins in the end, man. You know, it might be the, the wrong thing to do, right? Lust usually is, but. It's like being a magnet to steal. Like you just get sucked into the vortex and the next thing you know, it's all done and you have regret. I should not have done that, right? Maybe you don't, but I did and that's how I, you know, I'm expressing it. The world was winter. The room was warm. That idea, you know, going to where it's comfortable. Candles and fingers. Shadows that linger. This this mood. You and I incapable of stopping. Though we try, we know we never will. Because the magnet to steal, you can't stop it. It takes a lot of will to stop it. To say, no, I'm not going to do the wrong thing. Get it? The last major sin? The ocean of regret? Again, it's like, it's not about one specific person. It's about a composite of all these different experiences that I had that were similar. It happens. People make mistakes. And uh, being a musician, oh my gosh, you know, 
the stories I could tell. I mean, it's just catnip for certain people, for certain women. Reaching out for love or reaching out for pleasure. Two souls in search forever. We're bound. We'll never find love together. Ah, the explosion again, you know? The next revelation here. Okay. Now the regret kicks in. And the last time we heard the explosion. Lust was starting. Now we hear the explosion again, and here's the regret that comes later. When you look back on your life and you reflect and you think about things, maybe not everybody's like that, you know, but I am, and I wrote the song, so, so here we go. Can you hear my voice? Mourning, wailing, uh, you know. love that music too just like what the hell what a strange sounding song does it sound like anything else you know I don't think so what does this sound like Depeche Mode no the Melvins no Bruce Springsteen no. Doesn't sound like anybody else, you know? Listen to that. It's like a tornado of sonic torment. Because the older you get, the more this kind of stuff torments you, in my opinion. back to you as an older person and oh, it's so, sometimes it's just so awful to remember saying like forever like this regret that I have you know I will carry it with me forever because it's in my mind you know my body will die but that regret in my mind will live on after I die it'll go with me forever you know I'll take it with me isn't that odd what a what a heavy 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 idea you know I worked so long on this song, too. I remember it was the longest of all the songs. I think it took me like three months to do what you just heard. Of only working on that. I ended with forever. Listen. Forever. Hear it? Ah, sweet. The Ocean of Regret. Oh, man. Very, very proud of that song.
Oh. Sedusa. This, this one. I have had this idea for so long. I've done several versions of it. I love this music. When I first made this song, when I first wrote it, I knew I was on to something. You know what I mean? I didn't have all the lyrics worked out. I didn't have the whole thing worked out. But I knew this is good. You know, this is something I should do. So much work, so much effort, so many experiments for decades, you know, and then this is what I arrived at. I'm like, I'm going to release it now. I'm going to call it done. This is it. Sedusa. And I am so proud of how this sounds. And I still might even take another swing at it somewhere down the line. You know, like, I think it's worthy of that. It's a good song. But uh, what's interesting, too, is I, in the beginning, when I first wrote it, I remember when I first started to get the idea, Sedusa and talking about all that, um, you know, talking about really like sex in a song, um, that's really very unpipe choir to do. And I was really kind of reluctant to release this song to the public for that reason. You know, I knew the music was good. It sounds good. But I didn't know if I wanted to put like into my catalog a song about sex, you know, but I thought about it a lot over the years, you know, and uh, I'm okay with that. You know, Uh, I think it's done in a way where it's very tasteful and uh, interesting and creative, clever, you know, so I can live with it. I think it's great. I think it's great. Oh, and that guitar line. Oh, I love that. The notes, you know, you find notes. The song's playing, you have your guitar on, you're playing to it, and these are the notes you find, right? Ah, it sounds so cool. I'm so glad. So glad. There is so much stuff going on, you know? Oh, I love it. It really is a good example of, like, the technology that I was using at the time I was recording this. I really had started to change from what I used to do, the way I used to do things, to a new way. And this, to me, when I hear it, it's the new way. I can hear it. It's the new way. You can hear all the different uh, tricks I'm doing, all the things I'm doing. That became a hallmark of Pipe Choir. Come on. Come on. That, come on. That's like a Casio keyboard sample. I mean, it's not a real person. It's this really cheesy keyboard. I got it like a thrift store. And that's what I'm using in this song. Ooh, nice notes. I like solos that you can hum. 
and this is one of them. Oh, I worked on this solo for so long. <laughs> it's like, ugh. So many different versions on different guitars and through different amplifiers and different effects. And I settled on this one. It's okay. It's good. I love it. It's good. Sedusa, the pipe choir song that's really about sex. Sedusa, get it? Seduce. Sedusa. The Greek god that turned people to stone, you know, when you looked her in the eyes. I thought that was clever. That's so old, though, too. I've had that idea for like 25 years. <laughs> I did. I did. It's so old. It all comes out, though, eventually, you know. Ideas from 15, 20, 25 years ago can reemerge now. And they're still new. No one's heard them yet. I have. I've had them forever, but you're hearing it for the first time, right? So, pretty cool. I got a lot of good feedback about this song from people and I, I was happy about that I think it's good I'm proud of it and uh, I made it up you know it's what I, when I hear this stuff that's what's really going through my mind is like I don't know where the where does it come from I have an idea you know I have a belief where it comes from but it's like I don't know. I just, I guess in the moment of creation, like when you're making something, you know, your mind is open, ideas emerge, and by accident, things happen and stuff. It's really wild. There's a lot of that on this album, really. A lot of accidents and an experiment, you know, things like that. Things that are technically flaws or they're technically wrong. Finger quotes implied, you know. Um, yeah, there you go. Sedusa. Very old idea. But, oh, I think it's good. I think it's really good. I would think it was good if anybody had done that song. You know what I mean? Um, I guess that's really the point. That's how I know something is good. It wouldn't matter who did it. It doesn't matter if I did it. It could be anybody else, and I'd say, that is good. Well, I'll tell you what. That one was good. Sedusa by Pipe Choir. Uh, Love is the happiest way. The heavy version. Oh, I love this song. I love it. I love it. I love the drumming on it. It was. I love the guitars. I do. I think it's good. I love the drums on here. 
This drum beat is so fat to me. Right here. Yeah! It's got a nice bounce to it, but it's slamming, you know? Da -da. Boom! I love it, man. It's so fun to drum. Does anyone know the way? I did a version of this song that was like ambient, like uh, I really chilled out and stuff. And uh, kind of like Sister Wind, you know? But uh, just changing the instrumentation on the song into what you're hearing right now compared to the old version, it's exactly the same song. It's just this one has guitars and drums and bass guitar and I'm singing the same, I'm playing the same notes, same length, same words, but just by twisting it a little bit into rock, you know, listen to this. I love it. And this wasn't supposed to be uh, the last track on the album. It wound up being the last track on the album, but originally I had, was working on a redo of the dotted line from the PC1 Division album. And it was just going awful. So I wound up making this version you're hearing and ending the album with it. Oh, I love this. The guitars against the drums. Ready? Yeah. Look those drums. What a great drum beat. I think. Proud of that. Sometimes I get it right. Also, you gotta consider if the album is called The Last Major Sin, okay? We start with the sign of the cross, you know, the prayer, you know? I go into uh, the ocean of regret and lust and all that, and I say at the end of the album, the conclusion to all of this is that love is the happiest way. Get it? It's a message. It's a a narrative that I start from beginning to end, a concept album even, maybe, on some level. And that's it, The Last Major Sin by Pipewire. Oh, I love that guitar. It's a little loud, a little loud to me, but that's okay, it's okay. Oh, I'm so happy with this album. I am. I'm so happy when I go back and listen to it now. A lot of fun. So there you go. That's it. That's a wrap. The Pipe Choir album. Let me see. Was my one, two, my third Pipe Choir album, right? I had the debut. I had Escon's. And then I had The Last Major Sin. And then, of course, after The Last Major Sin, 
I released The Wrench and the Rubicon, which I am going to do a description of later, but uh, it, it's a good one too. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, happy innovators. Thanks for checking this out. I hope it was fun for you. I hope that you enjoy the music that I made on that album and all my stuff. I hope you enjoy it. I, I really do. So my happy innovators, thanks for listening. Peace out. Have fun. And remember, if you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy, everybody. Okay, happy innovators, for all of you that were kind enough and generous enough with your time to stick around to the end of the podcast for some music. And, uh, you know, what we're going to do here today is something a little bit different. Rather than just putting, you know, one song or one piece of music at the end of this podcast, what I'm going to do today is uh, assemble some demo versions of the songs that made it onto the last Major Sin album, and I'll do a little bit of talking over those. So, if that sounds like something you're interested in, here we go. We'll get into it. Um, I think first off, I'm going to play the original version of Ode to Spirit. So, here we go. Let's check it out. Yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah, that's my wife's voice. I think that this version of Ode to Spirit was written like back in 2004 or 2005. It was like right when I started to record digitally. I find it interesting when I listen to this now, all these years later, that it really is kind of the beginnings, uh, at least I can hear, the beginnings of PC3 music. Like this is where it kind of started or where it came from. Like I have the ideas that sounded like this. It seems like it was a lifetime ago for me. It's not too different from the version that I wound up releasing on the last Major Sin album because I kept a lot of the music that you're hearing right here for that finished version. So it's basically the same song entirely. It's just, I think I cleaned things up a little bit and I added some things to it 
you know, especially the, the crowd noise, the stadium crowd noise and all that. shows me that I had the ideas, you know, I just didn't really know how to execute those ideas all the time, you know, I had to learn a lot of things on my own, you know, I didn't have a teacher or someone to answer questions or to show me how to record myself, so I learned it on my own. Okay, so there's a little bit of different talking here. I forgot about this. Ribbon of light, she says. Radiant. Torch. And guide. Radiant torch and guide. The spirit. Oh, I love that music. I love the notes. You know, it sounds so epic to me, majestic, you know. Which is suitable, right? A song called An Ode to the Spirit. to it closer. Sword of humility. I'm not exactly sure what she said. You know, I had a, a, another song I did right after this one, way, way long time ago, called An Ode to Twilight. And they were supposed to be like companion songs. They sounded very similar and very orchestral and majestic and, you know, uh, airy and ethereal, you know. I should probably bust that one out too. I haven't listened to that in a long, long time. Maybe that'll make it onto the next Pipe Choir album. I mean, I, you know, I call this a demo because it's not the version that made it to the album, but it's really, of all the things I'm going to play for you today, it's the closest to the finished product. Water of fire, she said.
font of strength and fortitude. The Spirit. This is only a test. Life is only a test. We're working towards the second life, right? Only all, she said there. All phrases I've used in other songs. Close your eyes and feel the power. My wife was such a good sport. She just did what I asked her to do, you know, said what I wanted her to say. An ode to the spirit. So let's see what's next. Okay, this is a broken table. This is the original sketch idea I did on a four-track cassette tape. Probably 2002, 2003. Hmm. Very, very rough. Sparse, short, just like a, a really quick idea, you know. I used to do things, well, I still do things like that. So what's next? I think probably a better version of that. So let's see. Yeah, okay, this is a digital recording. Uh, Much later, probably about five or six years later. 2006, 2007. All along the way. All along the way. I saw the day. It led me here. I changed the lyrics a little bit, I think, for the finished version. I'm using love from a long-lost fable, breaking bread on a broken table. All eyes are dry. All the world is a sigh. And did you know the way? I know you want to go. Oh, don't you know? Oh, don't you to and fro. I'm using love from a long-lost fable, breaking bread on a broken table. See the world through a blackened eye. It makes me want to cry. It makes me sigh. It makes me die inside. It makes the world once mine. It makes me a lie. It makes me a lie. There you go. Not much different from the final song. I mean, the recording is really bad and, you know, the newer recording is much better, but it's all there, you know? This is Sister Wind. Another demo. with live drums on it and this really annoying keyboard sound going (laughs) just ideas you know just ideas you never know what's gonna work and what's not
interesting. Kind of has that Arabic kind of sound. The sounds cool. But I abandoned that for some reason in the finished version. It still doesn't sound awful, but it's a far cry from what it became, right? Chorus part. Another section. as new to me as it is to you in some ways. I haven't listened to this in almost 20 years. Huh, okay. Not bad. Demo, you know, just sketches, right? Song sketches, just ideas like to jump off from and, you know, turn into a finished product, which is what you have on the last Major Sin album. This is the original, you know, extremely shitty recording, Sister Wind. But the song is there, the same song on The Last Major Sin. Listen, drum beat is the same. The guitar is a little bit different only because on the finished version on the album, I put uh, delay on that guitar, but the guitar is playing that same line. I remember when the winds came. They pushed us to the ground. Oh, Sister Wind. The ground. A burning red star. Burning heart. Oh, Sister Wind. It's my heart. You know I'll never stop. Oh, 
just, you know, it was almost there, right? I love this song. I love the finished one I put on the album. I, I listen to it a lot. I do. It's what I wanted Pipe Choir to sound like, you know, forever. It's like the dream. This kind of song, this kind of sound, straight drums, good keyboard lines, like melodic and atmospheric and emotional, but these weird kind of like lyrics. I was salvaging my dreamscape from a sea of broken hearts, but the wind was throwing rain hard at my heart. my heart I heard your blessed song echo through the trees believe nothing that you hear and only half of what you see you see the truth will set you free when your mind is numb and you lose your self-control and the world is waiting to tear apart your soul what it was like for me it's true man it's true it's truth oh sister when keep my ear to the ground Time. Say it again. Say it twice. Emphasizing it. Get it? Say things twice. When I do that, it's for a reason. Oh, sister wind. Yay! The new ending on that, the finished version, is so much better than that. But that was Sister Wind. That was it. The very original recording of that song. You know, the same one on the album, just recorded differently. Like, much worse, actually. But it's there. The idea works, you know. The idea is represented. Okay, this is Sedusa. This is the one of the very first recordings of the idea that became Sedusa, like the keyboard line and the rhythm and kind of like getting that together, figuring that out. It already sounds good, you know, just in the demo form. You can hear the music is good. Beautiful notes, beautiful melody. 
sounds Arabic again, kind of like, you know, like you could be in the desert, you know, watching the Bedouin fires, you know, and uh, on a camel, you know. Says like, you know, the white boy from the suburbs of Cleveland. Beautiful music, though. Couldn't you hear, like, an orchestra doing this? It would sound so... Like, it was like a symphony. It would sound, like, so beautiful to me. Someday, 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 I'll probably figure out a way to get that done. Maybe with AI or something. Oh, it's beautiful. There it is. There's a like, you know, one section on the song and, you know, it was a demo. It was just a, a sketch, an idea, refining that idea. And then I'm not sure if I have another one here. I probably do of Sedusa, a later version of it. I think a much more developed version. Like I said in the description, I did a lot of versions of this song. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a better production but still nowhere close to what it became on the last major sin album this is oh you know what this is okay this one is like a techno dance version like a depeche mode version of sedusa and it's complete too it's the whole song like it's not a demo or anything this is just another version that never got released or no one ever heard it really. I might have shared it on a podcast once at the end of a podcast, but it was never like released. I never sold it or it was never put up for people to use on Creative Commons or anything. When I hear this now, it makes me think about how I was learning how to edit know wave files digitally i'm hearing a lot of editing that i did when i listen to this learning how to build sounds learning how to mix things left and right in your speakers your headphones what kind of microphone i should be using on my voice like detail and you know moving things around and working on a click track as a guideline you know putting the snare drum where it needs to be and putting the bass drum where it needs to be and the piano and all of it learning all that stuff that's what I hear when I listen to this to listen to this because it was so long ago. I think this version was recorded. Uh, Maybe 2010. So like over a decade ago already. It's crazy. Of course, I'm over 50 years old now, which is even crazier. Trust me. I can't believe I'm over 50.
I have been doing this music thing <laughs> for so long, you know, for so long. And like not really for the majority of the time anyway, not making any money at it. You know, I just I just did it because I was born to do it. You know, My wife understood that before we even got married. You know, she knew that like I was one of those dudes that needed to be doing this all day long. You know, I have something to offer. Yeah, you can hear a lot of that stuff made it into the final version. Like I kept a lot of the stuff for the final version, you know. Or I should say, not the final version, but the most current version that's on the last major sin. Nice. It's just you know the production on this is just not big enough you know it's like the the idea is represented adequately but it's not like exploding in your head you know it's like this thin little tiny little song that gets played but i think that the stuff that i released or the version i should say that i released of the song on the last major sin is much bigger you know it hits your ears differently and that just comes from doing it over and over again, just recording songs all the time, you know, learning something every day, a little thing or big thing, every day, just persistent, right, just, I just kept doing it, I kept doing it, even though I wasn't making money, you know, I just kept doing it, all my friends stopped, or they got a job, or they, whatever, and I was fortunate enough to be in a situation where I could just stay at it and do it all day. I'm so grateful. It's been a happy life. I'm telling you, it's been really a happy life. I haven't had a lot of money. I'm not rich and wealthy and famous, but I have an audience and I have enough money to be happy. So... And I'll be doing this stuff until I, I'm not alive anymore. That's the only thing that will stop another pipe wire song from coming out. It's just, I'm not alive to do it, you know? And even then, there might be some that my wife releases or something, you know? I know it sounds morbid, but you kind of have to think about that kind of stuff. Like, there will be no retirement for me. I'm not going to retire when I turn 65. I'm going to keep making music forever, you know, as long as I possibly can. Not bad, not bad. I think the version that I'm going to play after this one is much better and much bigger, you know. But this isn't bad for what it is, like a dance, electronica kind of sound what I was shooting for. So then. Not bad. It's good in its own way, you know. Maybe I'll release this somewhere 
you know, because it is finished. It's not like I would need to work on it more. This is a finished version of the song. It's just older. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. That cheap old Casio keyboard I got at a Goodwill. That's what that was. But here we go. This one should be, if I rem remember, it's pretty close to the finished version or closer. It's got like a tribal drum beat in it and uh, it's got just like a bigger guitar sounds, bigger drum sounds. Let's see. Yeah, here we go. You can hear it, you know, it's, it's almost there, you know, it's almost there. This is probably recorded. Uh, let me see. This was probably recorded around 2012, I think. Oh no, it was before that. Okay, so. Maybe 2008, this one, we're so poorly you know what I mean like the sounds just don't pop but it's big and it's kind of like psychedelic and it has its good points the idea once again is represented adequately not bad a little muffled a little kind of Pillowy, the sound, not sharp and popping and crisp. I probably have the session for the song still somewhere. And, you know, it would be interesting for me to listen to it you know, as a session and listen to each track isolated and see if I could mix it better, you know, because I don't think it's recorded really, really bad. It's just the mixing and the, the sound of it could be better. I, I knew, especially like listening to this back in the day, this version we're listening to, I knew this was going to be a good song. This is good. I don't think it sounds like anybody else. Um, there aren't a lot of people that are singing about this kind of thing from the angle that I'm singing about it. It's interesting. It's, it's clever. It's poetry. You know, the lyrics are poetry. That's something I strive for a lot of the time. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of this. It's okay. It's okay. It's great to play it as a demo. To, you know, share it with you guys. Come on. Come on. Oh, listen to this guitar solo. 
This is the same guitar solo that made it to the finished version. Listen to these notes on the guitar. Okay, ready? Here we go. Listen to this. Good notes. Sounds melodic, you know. Same eyes, same smile, same eyes, a different soul. Like all you know, the women were all the same, you know. They all wanted the same thing. Stops, there's complete silence and then starts. Ooh, yeah, that's me. Woo! One more time. That's that keyboard. Ready? Hear that? One more time. It's like this hip hop sample on a Casio keyboard, you know? If I go to like a thrift store and I find a musical instrument, I usually buy it. Even if I don't need it, I'll just buy it. And you'd be surprised how often those old crappy keyboards and stuff will have at least one good thing, you know? And I'm good at using that, I'm good at doing that, capitalizing on that one good thing. I guess that's kind of how I see it too. If I can spend the money and get something for like 10 bucks, if I can use it for one song, then it pays for itself. See how thrifty and economical I am? That's how you have to be when you don't really have any money for gear. I did a lot with very little. This is an example of that, what we're listening to right now. Complete silence. Then it comes back in again. Nice. That keyboard sound, organ sound, I've used that for so long. I love it. I love that sound. I use a lot of the same sounds, and I don't care. You know, I use them in a lot of different songs, over and over again. Yeah, that's a sample on that keyboard. You know, making it work. Alrighty then. So yeah, that was Sedusa, the demo version. I'm gonna call it, although it sounded like a little bit more than a demo. Um, all those ideas were okay, I guess, but they don't shake a stick to uh, 
you know, um, the finished versions that are on The Last Major Sin. So, happy innovators, there you go. Special little treat there. We sat down and listened to the demos of all this stuff. Hope you had a good time listening to this. I worked pretty hard on this entire podcast. You know, I took my time and made sure that it was done really well. And I have another one coming for the Wrench and the Rubicon album. And also, I believe, one for the PC-1 Escon's album. And um, I know that I had uh, been asked by a fan of Pipe Choir if I would eventually start doing some of these descriptions for some of the PC-3 songs. And uh, I'm thinking about that, too. So stay tuned for all that stuff. And thanks for listening to this one. And thank you for listening to my music and my podcasts and everything. Um, All of it. You know, I appreciate it so much. And uh, with that, peace out, everybody. Have fun. Be safe. Take it easy.